This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Off and running on this Saturday, February 10th. Yeah, hey there. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Jam-packed, locked and loaded for a Saturday morning. Oh, so much to do. The number, of course, you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can uh, find me on Twitter, on X, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, on TikTok, at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, right here on your radio for the next three hours up until uh, noon. But don't blink because these three hours go by very, very fast. And much like uh, what has brought us to this point, our final football Weekend of the season. The Super Bowl is ready to be played. The Super Bowl is set. We've made it the two weeks. And tomorrow, tomorrow it's it. Finally, we get to see the the two teams. We got the Chiefs. We got the Niners. We got Super Bowl 58. But we got a lot of things to discuss over these next three hours. Uh, We got to talk about the Knicks. The trade deadline, making a move to bolster the roster for the now, the playoff push, the playoff run. We had uh, Woody Johnson making statements the other day, putting people on notice. We got the Saquon Barkley situation with the Giants. We got some baseball things to hit on. We got what I learned on TikTok in the course of these three hours as well. Our Super Bowl picks, a couple of props, gambling like you read about. And I guess that's where we got to start with Super Bowl 58, the big game. And uh, I was thinking about this, and I've been thinking about it for the last couple of weeks, and we've really not focused all that much on the game. Because I think my main takeaway for tomorrow and, and Super Bowl 58 is thank God for gambling. Thank God for gambling. Because is it me or is anyone else just kind of like meh on this game? When it comes to tomorrow, I, I don't get the sense that there's a whole lot of excitement. I, now, part of it is I'm sick of the Chiefs. You're sick of the Chiefs. I'm sick of Patrick Mahomes. You're probably sick of Patrick Mahomes. You're sick of, of, of Kelsey and the Kelsey brothers and Andy Reid. I'm just kind of sick of them. I, I've been here. I've done that. All right, great. I, look, I respect them. Clearly, Patrick Mahomes is the guy. For all the time we spend in the course of the NFL season, well, this quarterback is top five and this guy is three and this – no, there's there's a one, and then everything else is is just for uh, just for debate. Patrick Mahomes is the best guy; he's the face of the league, and all those. But I'm sick of him. I, I'm sick of his uh, of him winning games. I'm sick of the Chiefs pulling things up. I'm sick of him nearly being sacked and just kind of running away. Ah, he, he got out. He ran for 17 yards. I'm sick of it. And you would think that would be good generally. If you have a t- on one side, you have a team that's really kind of polarizing and really hated, or like the Chiefs. Well, that that make it you could root for the other team. You could root for the 49. I, I guess, and and I guess there is a part of me that is rooting for the um, the Niners because of the whole Brock Purdy situation. Oh, he's a game manager. He's a system quarterback. I, I don't know. I guess everybody should be playing that system. See, seems like he's pretty good at it. Whatever the system is, uh, Shanahan system, he's good. He, he completed, what, 70% of his passes? He threw for 4,000 yards. He had the third most touchdown passes in the league. He was number one in QBR. I don't know what goes into QBR, but he was number one at it. That means he must be really good. He's 21-5 and five as a starter. I know what goes into that. It's 21 wins and five losses. Ah, but he's just a product of the system. 
he wouldn't be that good on another team. Well, I guess it's just as well he's not playing on another team then. And maybe that tells us as we will move into draft season, the lessons that we learn from this will be forgotten by then. But the lesson should be when we get into draft season and we're talking about this quarterback and Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels or Bo Nix or whoever the heck we're going to talk about, J.J. McCarthy. These guys aren't finished products. They, 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 they aren't. You don't just draft them and then you just slot them. In. Okay, that's fixed. No, it, it's a whole. It's based on coaching. It's based on system. It's based on all these type of things. And all the conversations we have in the course of the season, they're fun to have them, but they're stupid. Well, this quarterback is six, and he's five, and he's two. No, there's one guy who's the best guy who everybody would take number one if they had the chance, and then everything else is just kind of for debate and just for fun. And, and hopefully we will remember these lessons when we get a little closer to draft time that it's not just the quarterback alone. But, you know, so I do kind of pulling for, um, for, uh, for the Niners, I guess, a little. But it's the Niners. It's not like there's some – it's not like if the, if the Lions had made it there and had not completely botched that second half, well, then we would have a rooting interest in the game. Who couldn't pull for the underdog Lions? Who couldn't be pulling for uh, you know this version of America's team that the, the guys have been kicked around, have never been good in my entire life, and now they're good and they're in the Super Bowl? That would be something to root for. But it's the, it's the Niners. And I know they haven't won a Super Bowl since 94, but they're still they're Joe Montana, they're Blue Bloods. They're not underdogs. So I can't root for the Niners. Also, there's the, could they stop whining? Everything with them is a complaint. Nick Bozo, oh, you know, the Chiefs, they hold a lot. That's the one thing I learned from five years ago. They played in the Super Bowl. They held me a lot. The field, complaining about the field. They're complaining about somebody pulled the fire alarm in the hotel. All right, guys, you football players, act like it. Come on. Toughen up. Ah, we only lost last year because Purdy got hurt. I thought it was a system. I thought you could slot anybody in there. Apparently not. 49ers, more like the 40 whiners. Am I right? Yeah. Is anyone else this way? It just kind of feels like lose-lose to me. So that's why, and and I understand when I say things like, thank God for gambling, people, oh, well, you know, people get in trouble. Yes, of course, people get in trouble with everything. Have you not looked around the world? Everything can be taken to the extreme. So I'm not saying, hey, go gamble your kid's college tuition but you can, if, you can, if you can do it responsibly, you bet with your head, not over it, it adds a little bit of spice. It adds some spice that does not, for me, as a diehard football fan, really exist for this game tomorrow. I'm sure it'll be a good game. I hope it's a good game. It, feel, it does have a little sense of inevitability with the, with the Chiefs being there, and it feels like they always win. And it almost feels like that the pressure is kind of all on the Niners to, to prove us wrong about Brock Purdy. Can you win with Brock Purdy? And I would say I would kind of agree with that because it does feel like the Chiefs are going to win the game. And if I had to bet the game, we'll have our picks a little bit later on. You'd kind of have to lean to the Chiefs, especially the fact that they're the underdogs in the game, which to me does not make a whole lot. It feels like the wrong team is favored here. Um, but there is pressure. on. It's the Super Bowl at the end of the day. 
And there is a sense with Patrick Mahomes that, uh, of this that he is not just the best guy, but it's kind of inevitable that he's going to have all these Super Bowl titles. And he's already lost one, but that one wasn't really put on him. It was the fact that their offensive line was just so god-awful that day, he couldn't do anything. Now, I don't think that their offensive line is going to be that bad against the Niners, so it's on him to go. If he were to lose another one, it would put a little bit of um, it would take a little bit of the bloom off the rose when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, who I will readily admit is the best quarterback that there is, but it just kind of shows you that it's not just about the quarterback despite the amount of time that we spend talking about just the quarterbacks. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Well, I've heard of Johnny Cash before, but I don't know what song that was. It's called Ain't No Grave. What's that? Ain't No Grave. Ain't No Grave. Yes. So for the start of a Saturday show, excited about this, excited about that. Are we really excited? Yeah, I'm excited about the Knicks. I'm excited about uh, some of the stuff we're going to cover in the course of these three hours. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I hope so. Yeah. Doesn't sound like it. No, I am excited. Of course. I'm always excited to do the show. You are? Yes. I don't know. Are you? That the, the, Maybe the better question is, are you? Oh, never better. Now, I should say, <laughs> this is my final Saturday show in this time slot. It I is. I'm just kind of filling in for uh, Dan Grasa during the football season. Dan, with his responsibilities with the Jets, I moved up into this time slot. So starting uh, when I get back, I, I'm on vacation next week, but after that, I'll be back in my normal time slot, three to six. So that's a celebration for some people. They'll have Dan back. Some people might be a little, a couple of people might be a little disappointed that I won't be here, but Dan will have you covered. It is his time slot after all. You'll be missed. Will I? Yeah. You sure? About, uh, by Are you by saying by you or just you're just hypothetical people? The masses are speaking. It's the masses a, are speaking, aren't been, they? It's been a while, 20 weeks. Mm-hmm. It has been about 20 weeks. Now, are you going to be sad to see me go or are you thinking, oh, finally, Dan's back. Oh, thank God. Always. Yeah. I yeah. can tell. I can tell. I can tell when people don't like me, and I can tell because I have such a, uh, a lot of experience with it. You bring people together for I better try or worse. To. It, you know what the problem is? People don't want to be brought together. People want to be alienated and on opposite sides and pointing their finger at other people. They don't want to be on the. They don't want to reach common ground. Have you not gone outside your house? Me? No. Yeah. I just. I either go here or, or I just go there, and that's mm-hmm. it. I think you should go. Go where? You kicking me out now? No, well, no. You're you're gonna be here next week for Dan, and then when I generally when I come on at three o'clock, and you guys, you and Joe are leaving, you are never so happy to see me when those things are. You you guys are. Hey, what's going on? Not the same level of excitement for when I'm actually doing the show. We're coming back with Johnny Cash singing about what was it? Grave the grave. Yeah, ain't no grave. Ain't no grave. Sitting in my grave, Johnny Cash, all the hits. All the I hits. thought I was placating you. I thought you liked Johnny Cash. Well, I, in in the right context, who cares about context? It's your final show. I know, but I, I, we could have could have done something a little bit. I don't know. By the way, has there ever? I got my Super Bowl box numbers, not for just for fun, not for money. It's not no money is exchanged. I just you know. Quick question: Has there ever been a Super Bowl where both teams got a safety? Has has that ever happened? Where both teams? Got safeties? I don't recall. I think the last safety in the Super Bowl was the Giants Patriots one. I know Is that, that right? one. No, actually, it was the uh, the Broncos Seahawks one was uh, the opening play. 
where Manning just threw it, mm-hmm. snap over his head. Gotcha. Just wondering if there's is that what you're predicting? Is that like well, a parlay no, you got? I'm not predicting it. I'm kind of rooting for it based on on the numbers that I got. Just saying. If you get two two, you know, well, I made a donation. I made a donation to all the other people in the pool. If 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 there were to be, not that there's any money involved here, I wouldn't do that. But if there were money involved, all right, let's go to the phones. One eight hundred nine one nine. ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to uh, Ethan. Is in uh, Virginia. Ethan, what's going on, my man? Oh boy. Digging up more Johnny Cash songs over there. Do we have Ethan? Hey, oh, we have Ethan. Ethan? Hey, there I am. The reason I'm already sick of this Super Bowl, the example I use is like the old-time movie stars like Clark Clark Gable, mm-hmm. Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to see them, you had to go to the movies. You had to. There was no other place to see them. But now with podcasts, Mahomes, his wife, his brother, his mother is on Pat McAfee. I'm so tired of this family and that team as a whole. Yeah. I love Taylor Swift. It's enough already. I mean, so I just, I really, I'm sick of it. And my Super Bowl boxes are five and five. So I'm that, pretty much. Yeah, well. it's a donation, Nathan. Yep. You made a donation to the pot. Hopefully it was, a, you know, the $10 variety, not the $50 variety. And thanks for the phone. Yeah, thanks for the phone call. I, you know, it's, I think it's just that. The, the Chiefs are there every single year, right? They're in the AFC Championship every single year. It feels like they're in the Super Bowl every single year. And uh, if you don't have a team in the big game, which I never have a team in the big game, uh, or there's not a team that is a fresh team there for, like, again, like the Lions example. Like, if, if the Lions had made it to the Super Bowl, or if the Bills had made it to a Super Bowl, not that I'd be rooting for the Bills, but at least they'd give you something a little different. You have some, have some juice. This one, it just kind of feels, it feels like a repeat. feels like, well, I already saw this one. I, I know, I, I've seen this one before. Let's go out to uh, Subi. Subi is in Midtown. Subi, what's hey, going Gordon, on? I was, I was thinking about the Super Bowl and the two quarterbacks at play. I think Brock Purdy is really on a, you know, eggshells on this quarterback uh, situation because Kyle Shanahan's system <clears throat> allows quarterbacks to do well. And if he plays bad, he can easily be dropped. And that gets to my Giants point, is that people with this Daniel Jones situation, even Saquon, they're so intrigued by this uh, you know, quarterback-running back duo. And why don't they just get rid of this old guard, start fresh? I think J.J. McCarthy, in a proper system, can actually deliver the ball, football to the right players in an efficient offense. And I think that's what's missing in a lot of offenses these days is they try to go for arm talent over efficiency. And Andy Reid's uh, offense on the Chiefs is proving that point. Granted, you have Mahomes, but the way that they run their offense is really efficient, and they get to the they get the ball to the players in the right situation. So, what do you think about JJ McCarthy? You know, as a talent and as a game manager. That, that's what people have been saying that's so efficient in football these days. That's all, that's all i got to say. All right, Subi. Uh, well, look, uh, you know, I, I've not, I don't really watch that much of the college football season. Clearly, with Michigan winning the national championship, I saw more of McCarthy this year. Uh, nothing about him jumped out to me and said, wow, that guy at the next level is going to be absolutely amazing. But as I said before, I think a lot of it depends on situation. I think a lot of it depends on what talent do you have around it. I think it depends on coaching. And right now, it doesn't seem like to me the Giants are set up for success, whoever they were to bring in at quarterback. 
and it seems kind of debatable whether or not that's the road that they are going to go down this off this uh, when we get closer to the draft with the sixth pick. Now, if they had, if they were higher up in the draft, if they were sitting two or three, well, then clearly they, I think, quarterback would be first and foremost on the list of, of things to add in the draft of that first pick. But the fact they're sitting at six, chances are they're going to be picking what the fourth quarterback. Now McCarthy is not expected to go six, so maybe they trade down and can still get their guy. I, he did not jump out to me as someone who I was like, wow, that guy is really special. But I, and like I said in the open, I think a lot, of, a lot of things go into it. It's not just the quarterback, and I think that's what, what Brock Purdy kind of shows you. Now, with the Giants, it doesn't feel like they have anywhere close to that kind of situation, and it feels like this offseason is about cleaning up a lot of the mistakes they made last offseason, which is not a great, uh, great thing for your GM. It's one thing when your GM is cleaning up the mistakes of the previous GM. When he's cleaning up his own mistakes, not great. Heading into year three for Joe Shane. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Now, Rod is in Bethlehem. Rod called uh, uh, Larry and I the other night and said that uh, he had a bunch of soccer bets. So let's take, do we have Rod in Bethlehem? Hey, Gordon, how's it going? Hey, Rod, what's going on? Now, I, no, I, I got to be honest. I'll put the, you know, I'll put it on the table. No, no, I, I, I did not. You to follow. Yeah, I did not. Uh, I did not uh, put whatever bet you told me the other day. I don't know if that bet already, that game already played. Uh, yeah, I don't it, know. It was, yeah. the it was game yesterday. yesterday at 245. Borussia uh-huh. Dortmund did win 3 nothing, and any time goal scorer, Nicholas Fulkrug, did score in the 87th minute. Oh, but I missed did out. Score. All so right. that cashed in. Okay. Uh, All right. This this one I'm one. on, Ron. This this time okay. I'm with you. Give it to me. <laughs> All right. Easy one for me today. Bayern Munich is playing Leverkusen in a battle for the top of the Bundesliga. Okay. When you get a guy like Harry King at plus odds, just any time goal score, I believe you can find it in between plus one hundred five and plus one fifteen. Okay. On the books. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Any time goal score for Harry Kane. That's an easy one. Okay. That's whenever you see plus odds for Harry Kane, you take it. Mm-hmm. And I got one coming up at 10 o'clock. It's just a hunch. Uh, but a guy who plays for Brentford, uh, they're on, in the English Premier League, yeah. Brentford, and they will be Who doesn't know on, that? Right. <laughs> they will be taking on the Wolverhampton Wolves. Okay. Okay? In the English Premier League. There's a guy <laughs> by the name of Ivan Tony. Get this, Gordon. Tony? Like was, Kadarius Tony? Uh, T-O-N-E-Y. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. He's an anytime goal scorer. It's at plus 175. I've got it on the book. Okay. All he right. was suspended for eight months and just came back three games ago. All he right. was suspended, Gordon, for betting seven figures on himself and his games. Okay. So he was—he just came back, and he's—he's he's been back. He played Man City in the last game. He didn't—he didn't score, mm-hmm. but in the first two games when he came back, he looked in perfect form and scored in each one of them. At okay. plus one seventy-five. Now, am I betting these? Am I betting these straight? Am I parlaying these? What am I doing? I would bet these straight. Okay. You could parlay them. I would bet them straight, All and right. then do a parlay on another one. All right. I All like right, him Rod. straight, though. I like him straight because I could be wrong. You know, I right. was right on the first two. You, were at, you, you must have nailed it. Now, I have no way of confirming. I, have, I did not go back and look because the, 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 the names he was giving me were just so long. and wor- I, you know, How much time do I have to be 
as it is, it's going to take a long time to find these things on the app, soccer. And, but there you go. Rod says he's going to call. Now, he's not going to be calling this time. Well, maybe he will. Maybe he'll just all of a sudden flip to Dan Grassa. I don't know. But he said he was going to call me specifically with soccer bets every single week. So he nailed his first one, at least according to him. I, I, don't, I don't know whether it had. Harvey, do we know if that the, the first one hit? It did hit, yes. It did hit. You he sorted confirm. it out, but it did hit. All right. So there you go. Harry Kane, anytime goal scorer, and Ivan Tony, an anytime goal scorer. Anyway. Congrats, Gordon. It sounds like you found the bookie or something. Oh, look at that. <laughs> this is how they rope you in with free bets. And then you're like, wow, this guy's amazing. Next thing I know, I'm going to be uh, gonna be working for him. Breaking thumbs or something. I'm not sure. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Why do I get the feeling like when Dan hits the airwaves a week from now, it's going to be like walking on sunshine by uh, Katrina and the waves or something? It's going to be like welcome back gonna, and everything. Yeah, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna flip. You're going to be just a big phony, perfect radio phony. Let oh, me, it's so sad to see you. And then the next guy comes, hey, so good to have you back. Let me write these songs down, these welcome back songs. Yeah. yeah it's, a new, it's a new era next week. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Well, it's not really a new era. It's just a return to the normal era. Listen, don't let facts get in the way of a, of a good time here. Well, it's kind of hard to have a good time when you're playing depressing songs every every commercial break. I'll make it up for you the next break. How about that? By the way, uh, Kevin on uh, Twitter, on X, uh, suggested that we should have callers announce their Super Bowl box numbers when they come on. He's like, hey, I'm Kevin from Staten Island. I have Chiefs 4-3. Yep, that's so, great. Yep. Yeah, if you've made a donation and you want to call in, you, you certainly can feel free. I don't know how many calls we're going to take about. <laughs> Seems like a very specific Very low niche. number, yep. Yeah, I don't know. And we do specific niches at times. I don't know that that is going to uh, carry weight with the entire audience, per se, but you never know. We got Harvey playing depressing songs. He thinks that's going to work, so who knows? It's always possible. It's always possible. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Goldie is in New Jersey. Goldie, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, Gordon? It's going to be unfortunate to see you go, but I love your show. Um, oh, I'm not going. I'm just moving down. Like in, I'm in the middle of the day. It's not even like I'm changing days. It, 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 if you have a radio at 9, right you'll have a radio at 3. Is, um, I don't know. We'll see bright lights. It's a big game. It's a totally different game. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. No one's brought that up at all. What about Brock Purdy? Well, the fact that the Super Bowl is a totally different animal. Like, no one, he's never been there, and everyone's treating it like he's a seasoned veteran of the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, people choke. He's Mr. Irrelevant. And, and I just don't see how San Fran is favored if they are. So, do you yeah, comment that, that on that? Yeah, that is weird to me. Yeah, I, I, I said that in the open, Goldie. Thanks for the, the kind words. Um, it is kind of weird that the, the Niners are the favorites here um, because I think there are clearly more questions surrounding their quarterback than there are with the, the Chiefs. Uh, and and we, we shall see. Um, that will factor in some of the bets I'll give you a little, little bit later on. Uh, it's just kind of hard for me to believe that the Chiefs are not going to be able to make the play. I mean, this is like a routine for them. They're there every single year, it feels like. Uh, and their quarterback, I'm pretty – confident like if you asked ahead of time what quarterback is going to make a play a, a negative play that that impacts the game if it's a close game and it's decided by a play here and a play there which quarterback is one going to be clearly it, it seems pretty 
simple that you would go with, well, Patrick Mahomes never makes negative plays. I don't think he's made negative plays really this entire playoff run, whereas Brock Purdy is a, is a major question mark. Now, uh, see, it's the separation of the heart and head. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Niners if I'm rooting for anybody outside of 2-2 in the, in the fourth quarter. Can the game end 2-2? I don't think so. But outside of my own betting interest, I'm rooting for the Niners. But my head tells me, no, they're probably not going to win. They're probably not going to win. It's going to be the Chiefs again because it's always the Chiefs. And, and that's, why, that's why two weeks ago was so devastating because it felt like Lamar Jackson. Here's your chance, dude. We're, we're all pulling for Lamar Jackson just so we don't have to watch the same Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Gall and Kelsey brother. <laughs> uh, more of them. More of them. More of them. Dave is on I-95, hopefully in a car. Dave? <laughs> hey, hey, Gordon. Great show. You're making it this drive pretty nice. I've only got 1,200 more miles to go. <laughs> Where are you going to? Florida? Down to Fort Myers. Fort no, Myers, there you go. Florida. There you go. So uh, you made a lot of good points about the Super Bowl. Um, before I get into that, uh, Ain't No Grave is a great song, and there's this uh, these girls that are a bluegrass band that do the song, and it's the most beautiful version of it. So let's see if Howard could put that on. Um, and anyway, Howard, get on it. Court, yeah, it's, a, it's such a beautiful song when these girls do it. Um, anyways, um, you're right. It's a tough Super Bowl to watch because it's like the same old, but it's like when the, uh, it's like when the uh, Chicago Bulls were great and Jordan, uh, we hated them because we're Knicks fans, uh, but it's kind of like that with Mahomes. You gotta, we're kind of witnessing something amazing with this guy. And uh, then you're torn because Brock Purdy is such an a amazing uh, quarterback and not getting the recognition he deserves because, oh, like you said, you know, you could put anybody in there. Well, then I, I, I say if they ever let him go, some team would be lucky to have him. And uh, anyways, uh, going back to the Knicks real quick, uh, when uh, Randall gets better, uh, how long is he going to be out for? Uh, well, there's not really a timetable. And, Dave, thanks for the, for the kind words and all. And, Howard, make sure you get on that song. You're playing bluegrass music. It's, uh, it's gonna, it'll be a memorable final show here in this time slot. Uh, well, look, this was a big week for the Knicks, uh, and good and bad, uh, because it felt like they were the winners at the trade deadline, and it also felt like uh, in some ways they were losers at the tra- trade deadline because while the trade was great, it, you can make whatever trade you want. If you continue to lose guys, it's like a horror movie with the Knicks. They're dropping like flies. And, and – with Randall, there's there's no real time frame for when he's – it seems like it's at least a month. It seems like it's probably going to be a month before OG's back. Uh, Brunson's out for now. doesn't seem like a long-term thing, but you got to play it smart and, and probably not bring him back with everybody else dropping like fly. You almost have to be overly cautious when it comes to Brunson. I, I'll say this. When it comes to Leon Rose, we have to give this guy credit. Uh, even though he doesn't want the credit, and even though Nick fans could not possibly care less that he does not want the credit, when it was announced that Leon Rose was taking over, and not even him specifically, but a former agent, you thought if the Knicks were going to have success, 
it was going to be because, well, this guy's got connections that the, the, the typical front office head does not have, right? He, he knows the players in, in a different way, and he can kind of be a voice in a room that maybe some other people can't get into that room. Uh, but instead, that's not how he's been successful. He's been successful because he's just made smart move after smart move, like under-the-radar move after under-the-radar move, identifying what the weakness is on the team and, and, and identifying a way to remedy that, that weakness. And it goes back to even that first year. Like when we talk about all the good deals that he's done, that first year when he traded for Derrick Rose, what did they trade, Dennis Smith Jr. or something like that, or a second-round pick for Derrick Rose? Derrick Rose came in right away and made an immediate impact. So it's, it's the, it was that move. It was obviously the Brunson signing or the Josh Hart trade or the OG trade or signing Hartenstein. They just continue under Leon Rose to make smart move after smart move. And it's not because of the big move. That's, that's where I think a lot of the trepidation came for me was because when you announced that you're going to hire the former agent, oh, here go the Knicks doing the same old thing. They're just going to try to pursue some superstar to come here, and, and, and it'll be the same story. If they trade a bunch of things away, they bring in the superstar, and, and maybe that helps them with buzz or getting eyeballs to the, to the games, but it's not going to affect wins and losses. But instead, it's not been that. It's been smart moves, not overpaying in terms of, you know, think back to when it was Isaiah Thomas. It was like they threw in first-round picks just to, just because they could. And they're not doing that anymore. Instead, they're, do, they're almost doing the exact opposite. And it's, as I said before, it's kind of a weird time to be a Nick fan. It feels kind of weird. Competence in the front office. Wins on the court. And, and really kind of universal praise. <laughs> from the media when was the last time you saw that and even this move that they made the other day at the trade deadline bringing in Bogdanovich and bringing back uh, Alec Burks it, it, what you gave up in that deal it's almost like you you like the previous deals it's nothing that you're going to really miss like I hope Quentin Grimes goes on and and, and is able to develop and and have a good career but the chances of that that deal ever coming back to haunt you that, that, to me, is one of the, the first signs of a good organization is not scouting other teams. It's scouting your team. And Leon Rose has done a masterful job of that so far. Knowing what his team needs, identifying it someplace else, and being able to not pay too much and never give up anything that comes back to haunt them. And that must have – I mean, imagine being uh, Grimes or, or Fournier or you get the call, hey, uh, Evan Fournier – we have it, it's over. You are now moving on to another team. You will get the chance to play basketball again, but we're taking you from a team that is uh, in the playoff mix and hoping to have a deep playoff run. And now you're going to Detroit in the middle of winter. And Fournier, I don't know. Are you happy about that? I guess because it was like the dude had like a non-compete clause. He was getting paid, but he was never allowed to play. So. Again, another masterful move by, by Leon Rose. And, uh, you know, Larry and I were talking about it during the week about, well, this is the best run front office for the Knicks since clearly the Dave Checkett's days. I think it's even better than that because you think about it. They, when, when, when Checkett's came in here, they already had Patrick by that point. And they were never able to put an acceptable group of, of talent around him, clearly. 
Um, so this is the best run front, at least up until this point. Uh, if you are a Nick fan of, of 50 or whatever, however, unless you're old enough to go back to the championship run or the championship teams, not the runs, the, the Knicks had championship runs with, with, with Ewing, but they never were able to cap it off with an actual chip. You, unless you're going back to, to 73, this is the best run Nick front office you've seen in a very long time. So kudos to Leon Rose. Leon Rose. That said, Nick fans, you you got to calm down a little bit. You you got to calm down. They make the trade the other day, and it's now their NBA Finals. They're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're going to the NBA. There's nobody in the East they can't be. Guys, did I miss something? Randall and OG. Who knows when they come back? And when they come back. We gotta kind of see: Are they able to stay back? You know, sometimes guys who who get hurt, they come back and then they get hurt again, and it's been kind of a revolving door with the Knicks here. As I said before, they're dropping like flies. Brunson, you gotta play it smart with him. Mitchell Robinson, you're hoping to get back at some point, but Hartenstein, he already had an issue with the Achilles, which seemed like a bad deal, and then he comes back. Oh, he's he's back, and then he gets hurt again. To me, a fair expectation is Eastern Conference Finals. That's the goal. But would it shock me if they didn't get there this year when they have to play through all these injuries? They got to deal with them for, the, for like the next month. You know, I think a lot of the, the reason for my optimism was with the way they were playing, hey, this is, this is great, and now they could be, they could get out of that four spot. They could be three, they could be two. Based on the, the injuries they have, I think it's going to be very hard for them to be two or three. Now, at the end of the day, all you want is be healthy and, and be a full team by the time the, playoff, uh, the playoffs roll around. But the, the optimism, and maybe it's because it's been so long since you could really have any optimism, but somewhere along the lines of, for the Knicks, it went from they could do this to... For Nick fans, they will do this. There's a lot up in the air injury-wise right now. And until you know when you're getting guys back and how they're going to look when they get back, I think you've got to curb the enthusiasm just a skosh. Just a skosh. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. The perfect postseason was left in the dust quite a while ago, but still... And it doesn't feel like uh, getting the numbers 2-2 and you're... Your pool sheet, your box pool, it doesn't feel like that's going to lead to a, a perfect postseason. But you never know. You ne- stranger things have happened. Not by much, but stranger things have happened. Let's go to uh, Artie is in Brooklyn. Artie, what's going on, man? Do you believe that the Knicks now are the best managed team in New York? It's crazy. It's kind of hard it's to believe. It's so crazy. It's never happened before. Speaking of stranger things have happened, right? I mean, that's been a been a wild ride with the Knicks, but uh, I don't know that this was the expectation. I mean, you, you got to say, send a thank you uh, bouquet to the, to Dallas for like giving. I never thought that Brunson was this good, you know. I don't know what happened, but whatever. They they definitely missed something. But the reason I, I, I did call is because the, the Mets, who I'm still paying like the same price, if not more, for the ticket from last year, what, what did they decide to do? I, I, I don't understand. There's no salary cap. He's the rich, one of the richest owners. He is the, the richest owner. Just with rich, rich, okay, fine. 
the Dodgers who were spending as much, if not more, okay, not maybe not more, as much, got the two richest guys or the two best guys in baseball. The pitcher that we needed most, we we decided that we were going to bid, give the highest price by $25 million, instead of, like, really wanting him, showing that they really want him. They, I don't understand what, what we're doing. The first year, Gordon, they needed a center fielder and a catcher, and they didn't get either. And then the, the defense was, well, he doesn't really want to go all out the first year, get the owners mad. I, I, I don't want to buy it, but okay, fine. And you know what? They, they went with McCann and Marte, and it worked. I started to shut up, right? But, but this year, to not even get Robertson over Olivero, whatever the bleep his name is, for not getting more <laughs> offense on his team and then needing pitching yeah, and desperately. not getting anybody. They oh, they got Luis, Luis Severino. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. Are you kidding me? Uh, Did I'm I get not. a notice in the mail that my price of tickets went down and I missed it? What the hell are we doing? Uh, I, look, already uh, I said this before. I'll say it again. Like the postseason grades are now in, or the offseason grades are now in on all these teams and what the expectations are, and Pakoda is coming out with their. The Mets should get an F for their offseason. An F. Like, if, if you are not giving them an F on the, on the offseason, you must be the most generous grader in the. I wish I had you when I was in college. They struck out on the one difference maker that they targeted. And that's the thing about Steve Cohen. He has established that he overspends for things that he wants. That's the one thing that they have established in his time as an owner. It's not winning every single year. It's not playing and, and, and getting everybody that they want. But it is wildly overspending. That's the way they, have, they got Max Scherzer. That's the way they get these guys. And they did not wildly overspend because the Dodgers made the same offer. And, and I think anybody would have known if the Mets make the same offer as the Dodgers make, well, then he's going to go to the Dodgers. And, and he might have went to the Dodgers anyway, Yamamoto. But we'll never really know because the Mets made basically the same owner, uh, the, the same offer. So they struck out on the one difference maker that they targeted and the rest of the offseason. If I had told Mets fans... If I had come on the air and said, hey, you know what, guys? I have been to the future. I have a time machine, uh, and I, I went and I saw what the Mets— it would be a weird use of the time machine, but forget it. I went, and I, all I did was I looked to see what moves the Mets made this offseason, and, and here they are. They got uh, Luis Severino. They got Harrison Bader. They got Joey Wendell. They got uh, Adrian— You would be like, what? What? And I hear a lot of the reaction is, well, if the guys they sign stay healthy, well, yeah, of course. If the guys, but who did they sign? They sign guys who get hurt. Bader gets hurt all the time. Severino's been hurt all the time. So there's not a high probability of the guys they sign stay healthy if they don't generally stay healthy. So no, the Mets, uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a brutal offseason. But on the positive side. What a win for the Knicks. The Knicks are, are the, t they are the toast of the town right now, and, and rightfully so. I just don't want people, and, and, and Knicks fans are maniacs. That, that's, that's kind of the appeal of being a Knicks fan, is that you're a maniac, and, and the optimism 
throughout my entire life has always been overestimated. I'm just saying don't overestimate it now. Just kind of enjoy where you're at. Have an expectation, but there's a difference between they could do this and they will do this. If you're saying they will for sure do this, they will for sure get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They will, they will get to the NBA Finals this year. I think you're setting yourself up for failure because maybe I shouldn't say this, but there's a possibility that the Knicks lose in the first round. There's a chance that they take a step back based on all these injuries, based on... I, I, I know I don't want to be the person who's, uh, who's, who's trolling the fan base. It's not a troll, but they have significant injuries right now, and we don't know for sure that these guys are going to be back in 100% and ready to go when the postseason rolls around. And if it looks anything like it looked the other night, the other night it was like going to a band that you, you, you heard about in the 80s, and you show up at the concert nowadays, and it's like, who are these guys? Now, I don't think it's going to be like that for much longer, but you added some depth here and you added some pieces that should help come postseason time. But the injuries are significant, and it doesn't feel like they're stopping. It feels like every single game there's another guy going down. 